0: Welcome to something I've been really looking forward to. I am introducing you guys to my friend, my fellow artist, a veteran, a superhero, all around good guy, and he is running for Congress to save us from a couple mother bleepers who are really hurting me right now. You guys, welcome Bruno Amato to the podcast.
1: Hey, Seth, thanks, thanks so much for having me, man. I really appreciate it.
0: Oh, dude, it's my pleasure. Actually, it's kind of an honor for me. you are I see you all over the place. I know you're working really hard. So for you to take the time out to talk to me, especially, I was thinking about it. We know each other from auditioning. Yeah. Um, but we don't know each other well. Like we, it's always a, a nice face and we, you know, maybe make a couple jokes, but we've never had a, a, a real conversation and now we, we get a chance to get to know each other.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, you know, I, I kind of got to know you by listening to well, you know, it's funny, like over the years I've watched some of your videos like with casting directors, oh, which I nice. always found funny because like you never really get to, like no one else uh that I know of has ever, you know, done these. I, I've I've sometimes I think maybe I've seen videos where like somebody's in a casting office, but never with actual casting yeah. of people that are now acting. And uh, and then I've li- I listened to a couple of your uh, your interviews, which are just so great and enlightening. Uh, because there's some casting directors that I have auditioned for, and I never really I know nothing about. And then I hear them, you know, and it's pretty cool.
0: That makes me really happy, dude, because that's kind of the point. Like I want yeah. people to get to know other people, because then when you go in their room, you really feel comfortable. Like okay, I I can ease up a little bit and yeah. do my thing. For sure. Let's talk about you, man. So what I know about you is that you're a fantastic actor. I've seen Uh, a lot of your work, especially because most of those jobs I've gone up for, you've stolen them from me because you're uh, better.
1: I can can say the (laughs) same about you, man. (laughs) So,
0: So how did you get into acting?
1: Yeah. So I, uh, you know, I, um, I grew up in New Jersey and, uh, I used to be an iron worker, a union iron worker, and uh, literally on one of my, uh, not on one of my lunch breaks, but on many lunch breaks, I was reading this book uh, called Live Your Dreams by Les Brown, who's like this motivational speaker. And, uh, you know, it was always like a dream of mine to be an actor, even though it just seemed very far fetched. And I and like my goal was to maybe just be an extra and maybe yeah. be seen on some show at some point. And like, it would be, it would mean everything to me like, wow, like that's me on the TV set, you know? And so that was my, uh, initial thing. And, and so then I, I, um, after work, like work, and I would drive into New York city and literally, uh, like shower in the middle of the street, like with a, a gallon of water <laughs> just to like clean up before I go into class, because I didn't have time to go home. And, um, Yeah. And I just started taking uh, some acting classes and then little by little, I I started getting like small roles on soap operas, you know, like all my children. And uh, like, uh, I think I got my, I I think I actually got my SAG card by working on um, one life to live, you know? Yeah. And uh, I think I, I actually, I joined AFTRA and then, um, you know, which helped me get on a soap and then I was able to get my SAG card.
0: And for people who are listening, like, that's probably the hardest way to learn because now that I've done a couple soaps, I had never experienced the the pace. It's like, you get out there, you do it moving on. Whereas in, you know, primetime television, you, you, yeah. A couple takes, like it's scary.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that was my uh, initial thing. And then, um, you know, I, uh, I came out to LA, I sent out like about a hundred, resumes and headshots and uh with a LA service number I mailed them out and then I waited about a week and then I flew out to LA in hopes that maybe one uh agent or manager would call me in for an interview and and I came out here for like a week and uh back in 2000 I was like 40 years old almost 40 so I got a late start and uh yeah and then when I was out here I think I got like one or two agents to say yeah we'll sign you and I was like cool and I went back home and I uh told my wife at the time I said you you feel like moving to Los Angeles and she's like yeah so we sold the house and we moved out to LA it's a different world isn't it yeah yeah and I've been making a making a living Seth like you you know making a living as a working actor so it's kind of it's been it's been cool yeah for yeah
0: for those of you who are listening because you are interested in learning more about Bruno and you're not in the entertainment industry I have to tell you making a living as an actor is one of the most difficult things i've ever done in fact i'm still i'm not there i think i had a year where i was able to do it just from acting but most of the time i've always had other jobs so it just shows to me it shows the fortitude that you had to work this hard because usually the answer is no. And usually people get behind in their rent. It's, it's hard. So, yeah, no, I know,
1: I know. And and there were times like in my first, uh, actually like my first, uh, year out here, you know, I I was married at the time and then, you know, things got a little rough for me because it wasn't easy to get work. And, uh, you know, which probably caused some problems in my marriage. And anyway, you know, uh, we got divorced. And even though I'm still best friends with my ex-wife, um, I, I literally bought a Jack for my car because I was going to hook it up to a U-Haul and move back to Jersey. Um, and then luckily a, a job came in, it was a show called, uh, it was a show called Philly and it wasn't a big part, but like, I knew I'd be working for a week and literally that started things. I was like, you know what, maybe it's possible that I could do it. And, and ever since then, which was back in 2000 and 2002, um, yeah. I luckily, by the grace of God, have been making a living doing just acting.
0: I have been thinking about um, this thing that you're now adding to your life, which is politics. Yeah, um, I assume that you have been uh, invested for a while. I want to learn about that. But when I think about it in my own life, is if it's something I could do. The only way I can relate to it is I I recently joined the the HOA of my condo uh, association. Yeah, yeah, And I quit after a few months because I I was so happy and motivated to do the right thing for people. And yeah. I found out half of the people loved me and half absolutely <laughs> hated me. And yeah. as, as actors, we're trained, just make people happy. Like yeah. you, yeah. you want to make the casting director happy. You want to make the agent and the manager happy and the producers happy and the writers happy. And to all of a sudden be in a position where I'm taking on the burden of knowing I'm pissing off a lot of people was, it it, it was too hard for me. What, yeah. How are you going about this?
1: Yeah. So that, that is, that is a rough thing for me. You know, I, um, you know, I'm a Democrat, but I wasn't always a Democrat. Actually, like I, uh, uh, I joined the service as a a young kid. I was like right out of high school. I was still 17. I I joined the Navy and, uh, you know, the first person I ever voted for was Ronald Reagan. And I was back in 1980. And, uh, and I guess I just considered myself Republican because I don't know, like back then I just, I don't know if it was maybe because I was in the military and most military people leaned, um, you know, Republican. And, uh, I was never like very political. Mm -hmm. Um, even when I moved out to L.A., I guess I, I still considered myself a Republican. And then, uh, you know, when uh, Barack Obama came on the scene, you know, I, I was watching this guy and I I really, you know, liked everything he was saying. And and then it just started clicking in my head like I really have nothing in common with Republicans, um, the party. Uh, and so ever since then, you know, I uh, I've been a Democrat. But you're right. Like, you know, as far as like people uh, being against me, like, you know, I, I feel like on, um, on social media, I get attacked a lot, because, oh. you know, when you put yourself out there, of course, like half the country doesn't believe what you believe, Uh maybe not half, but, um, yeah. but yeah, and so I, I, you know, I take a lot of, a lot of hits, uh, I guess, on uh, Twitter and wherever else, but, uh, you know, it's just a thing where I, I really uh, feel, Strongly about like I I actually felt like uh we almost lost our country um -hmm. six months ago. And if if things on that day went a little differently, you know, I don't know where we'd be right now. So uh that was my that was the day that really uh got me to do this.
0: Well, thank you. I mean, I think it's so courageous, I really do. And I think that you you have such grit and integrity that I I mean, I wish I was in your your district to vote for you. Can you let me know exactly what that district is by the way?
1: Yeah. So it's, it's the 23rd district, which, uh, compromises, uh, uh, which is, um, it's, it's the, it's Kern County mostly, um, you know, Bakersfield area and, uh, Tulare County and North LA. Uh, there's a little piece of North LA that's part of this district too, but you know, they're doing redistrict redistricting right now. And, uh, so it, supposedly it's, it's supposed to turn a little bluer, so that that'll help help me out a bit.
0: Well, I mean, I, again, I, I wish we could just go with people who we think have integrity and are looking out for the community's best interest. And yeah. about you, you know, being yeah. a Republican before, I totally get it. I've always had Republican friends, and I've always considered them, even though we disagree on things, yeah. I've considered them the party of family and the party of the of police and yeah. the military yeah. and around the same time, I started feeling what, what has happened? Like, what, where did these people who are important to the, the United States of America go? And yeah. even, you know, I don't like ever throwing people under the bus, but I don't, I don't know McCarthy. And I'm so ashamed of some of the, the things that are happening in your district and yeah. the United States of America because of Kevin McCarthy I am really, really putting it out in the universe for some common sense to come back into the situation and elect Bruno Amato to come in and um, help us get some some sensibility back.
1: Yeah, it, you know, it's, it's going to be a, a bit of an uphill battle, Seth. You know, um, it's a very red district. That's why I was saying, like, you know, with this redistricting, I'm hoping it turns somewhat bluer, but I'm also hoping that, you know, I could reach a lot of people and let them know um, what I'm all about, and that this guy, you know, Kevin McCarthy, like this is his. I actually live in his hometown now in Bakersfield, and uh, um, you know, he's done nothing. I mean, basically yeah. for for the constituents here, like he's been in Congress, you know, basically, you know, his whole adult life. You know, um, uh, I've been working my whole life. You know, I was a uh, Ever since I was a kid, when I had a paper out when I was eight years old and then, you know, joining the service and then I was a union iron worker and, and you know, being a, a working actor, you know, which, you know, it's not e- an no, it's easy not. life because you never know when your next job is coming. Right. You know, with this guy, his whole, he's basically a lifelong politician. I mean, uh, and there's a lot of things wrong with this district. He doesn't show up here. He hasn't held a in-person town hall, believe it or not in 12 years. So mm-hmm. he comes here uh, to do some fundraising. You know, he was here actually last week with uh, Mike Pompeo. And so he, he does meet with wealthy donors that live in the area, but right. like, as far as like having, um, you know, meeting with all of his constituents, he hasn't held a town hall in 12 years. So uh, well,
0: I'm really hoping, even if the district stays red or red-ish, that there yes. are those Republicans who are stepping back to see that this is not the Republican Party that they've loved and grew up with. It's, yeah. it's become so radical. Yeah. Um, and I do hope that they get it. They at least give you a chance to get to know you better, because politics, like the divide between what's red and what's blue, all that aside... We want good people, we want good, solid, honest, community focused people representing us, and you you do that. So, um, if again, if you're listening to this because you want to get to know Bruno Amato and your community member, please let's go to your website. What would that be?
1: Yeah, so that's uh, uh, brunoforcongress.com.
0: Got it. And if you are a casting director looking to get to know (laughs) Bruno a little bit better, (laughs) Bruno, would you say that you? you typically get roles for like the blue collar. Oh,
1: oh yeah. Yeah. That's me. Yeah. I, you know, uh, I w- which I'm sh- like, that's why me and you like, you know, go out for a lot of the same roles. I mean, we're character, mostly mm. character actors, you know, I, I've never played a, I've never played a doctor. Yeah. Um, you know, there's certain roles I, de- you know, I played a lot of cops. I play a lot of bad yeah. guys. I play a lot of blue collar guys. I had an audition today for, uh, like a survivalist guy, like a a bad guy. Um, you know, it. yeah. So I I get a lot of those, you know, it's funny. I was listening to one of your, uh, uh, interviews with, uh, Julie Ashton.
0: Oh, that's, I love
1: her. (laughs) I know. I know you do. And it was so cool like to hear you guys talking because you guys are like actual friends and, you know, as you know, like when you get into this business, like there's certain casting people that are like, think that you're you know you're a pretty good actor and like they're the those same ones will call you in a lot and uh you know and um if you if you only have like even if you get three or four casting people that like you I mean you can make a career out of that out of that and like for me I've had a couple different casting people throughout my years here that have have really been good to me but you know of all of them Julie Ashton has, I, I can't tell you how many roles and things I've worked on that, you know, she, uh, got, you know, helped me get. And, and, and sometimes I walk out of her office and I'm like, ah, oh, that was horrible. So I'm only thinking she must be putting in some good words for me or something. Cause I'm like, how did I get that? Yeah. Yeah. You know? I, so, I usually
0: <laughs> book the ones that I feel pretty, pretty badly about in the audition, yeah, but yeah. The tr- like with, with Julie, she's amazing. And we are, yeah. we are friends and she's somebody because she believes in me. She calls me yeah. in quite a bit. I have yeah. never booked a Julie Ashton project, but it doesn't matter. I will when yeah. the right one comes along. Because, yeah. like you said, when they know you're just going to deliver your yeah. best, one yeah. of these times it's going to fit. So, yeah,
1: it, it's a crazy business because you're right. Like sometimes when you you think like. Oh, I, that was, that was my best thought. If I don't get that, something's wrong. And yeah. then there's the ones where you're like, Oh my gosh, that was horrendous. And then, you know, you see that you got a, you're on a veil or something like what? Right. Yeah. It's crazy. It's
0: because, uh, there was something I, that happened that I didn't remember until this very second. Uh, I, there was a time maybe four years ago when I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I don't smoke weed. I was like, I'm going to try an edible uh uh-huh. and i was like oh okay and i took this edible this like a sliver of a chocolate yeah and i started watching tv and all of a sudden a commercial came on uh, it was a dunkin donuts commercial and it was like you know real people doing this who likes it and i was like oh this is this is cool and then they show a, a cop drinking the dunkin donuts and it was you <laughs> and my mind because i had just taken an edible went crazy i was like you you can't trust anybody they i believed this was real people in new york city oh and that's my friend the oh. cop oh. I, yeah I, it was Isn't one of those weird? i forgot yeah. i was an actor and i already understood how it worked
1: right i know well you know what's so weird seth that you say that uh you know, so I, have been dating this girl for like the last five years and she was never like a big TV watcher. And so I would, um, you know, I, I guess like maybe I showed her some commercials I had did or whatever, or I, you know, we're together watching TV and I'm like, Oh my God, this is so fake. Like, that's not a real doctor. She's like, seriously. I'm like, yeah, no, they're all actors, (laughs) you know, but like people like watching, they're thinking like, Oh, that's like a real person. And, um, yeah, so you never really know what to believe anymore, you know?
0: Agreed. And how has um the COVID era changed your your life as an actor? I know you yeah. said sometimes you're still coming to L.A., but you're not coming for in-person auditions, right?
1: No, no. I, you know, I'm like very uh, I'm not good at doing the um, you know, I know like a lot of people are probably happy that they can now like do these self tapes at home because I'm sure they could. You know, if they're if they're married, like I'm I'm a single guy, so I, I live alone. And uh, but I, I would think that some people are that are pretty good at, you know, um uh, with their iPhones and maybe they have a spouse that could like read the other lines with them. Uh, I don't have that. So I, I literally have to drive to, uh, down to my buddy, um, who has, um, uh, an on camera place, uh, in Van Nuys. So I drive down there, which I was there today. Um, and yesterday. So I do a long ass drive through the grapevine, wow. which is almost like two hours. Um, it's a scenic, uh, drive but you know it's it's long um yeah uh but yeah so I, i've been doing a lot of that like I, I a lot of driving to put myself on tape um
0: dude i yeah. am super happy to be a reader if you ever figure out how to set it up in your house and, <laughs> and zoom in that's what i do with my friends
1: oh you do i got I, yeah. I, I one of these days i gotta figure all that out so uh, I, I
0: after this i will I'll, I'll help you do it because I, right. I, I debate about this a lot as well um because the pros of doing a self-tape is that if you have a full-time job, you no longer have to be like, I, I need to get out at three for an audition. Because normally yeah. it's like, it's due by Wednesday and you could do it at night when you're home. Yeah. But the cons are, as you and I know, this is a, a relationship business. You yeah. never know what's being seen or what how much of it's being seen yeah. or if you're on the right track. So it is, it, it's, it's been difficult for me. Yeah. I miss in-person auditions. I understand why we're not doing them, but I yeah. miss Yeah.
1: And and I think too, like doing it like this, I would assume that like the casting people see a lot more, a lot more people for the same role. Like absolutely. maybe they used to bring in 20 people. Now they maybe see 70 tapes or something, you yeah, know? Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah.
0: it's definitely more, more competition. Yeah, the, I mean, I always leave that the right person is going to get the role, the right person for the role. But it's still, like you said, gone from 20 to potentially around 70. Right, right. Um, and has getting negative feedback on social because you're doing this uphill climb to go against Kevin McCarthy, has that uh, hurt your spirit or are you able to shrug it off because you understand the nature of it?
1: Yeah, it's not easy for me to shrug it off. You know, I mean, luckily, um, you know, there's a thing on Twitter where you could block people. Yeah. So I've had to um, because it's just like, you know, it's one thing like when somebody says something really nasty to you, and to you know that you can't do anything about it, and like you could, you know, they could hit you again the next day. So you know, luckily, I, I block a, <laughs> I have to block a lot of people because uh, there's some really Uh, bad people and mean spirited people out there you know
0: the nature of the internet trolls is something I Uh, don't understand and you know I I, from what I have learned a lot of those people that you're blocking you know they just make another fake account
1: yeah exactly
0: again so it's
1: just
0: it's a whole new world they have to keep
1: swatting flies and yeah exactly yeah I know I know it's uh yeah it's it's something but um you know i guess that comes with politics you know so uh and like where i live you know it's like i said it's a red district so um it hasn't happened yet but like this is a pretty it's a pretty red district like i said and there's some uh there's some kooky people around and um it hasn't happened yet i mean you know i've been out in the like even last night i uh I went to this uh, restaurant in Tehachapi and met a bunch of constituents. Uh, I probably talked to uh, 25 or 30 people, and you know, you never know who who's like next next to them listening in, and you know, that's ready to say, "Hey, f you," you know, yeah. I'm a Republican and McCarthy's my guy, and blah blah blah. And so, you know, you got you got to get ready. You got to deal with all that kind of stuff too.
0: Absolutely. And <laughs> yeah. as we get closer to the election obviously people are going to mudsling as, as yeah. we've talked about before. I, the only thing I can think of as far as mudslinging a, a hardworking veteran who's trying to better the community would be to say, well, he's an actor, like yeah. he's just per- pretending he's not going to do anything. Of course, they're going to forget about Ronald Reagan. Right. Um, but I also want to say, because counter to what I said before about how I don't think I could take the pressure of not pleasing people, of people being angry with me. As an actor, you are trained to do nothing really more than understand other people's lives, other people who are different from you, other yeah. people who have different motivations, different ideologies, different family set up. And in order for you to convince people you're the right person for that job, it means you have really had to take on that spirit so I know that you are going to be the person to go in and understand your constituency and understand the different types of people that you rep are going to represent and yeah. keep that in mind
1: yeah for sure Seth yeah yeah totally it's uh yeah um it's kind of a crazy thing you know like um just speaking of auditions like so anyway like this audition I did today uh probably the guy that I played, he's probably the guy that would definitely be voting against me, you know? (laughs) So it's kind of like weird, uh, Yeah, you know, but like, you know, you know how it is. I mean, you, you got to play all different types of roles and, uh, but this is a role that um, I never expected to do. Like politics was never even the slightest in my mind to ever run for anything. Mm -hmm. I mean, literally I, when I moved up here uh, three years ago, I knew I was in Kevin McCarthy's backyard, you know, and uh, I had thoughts about running and I met with a couple people like two years ago. And I just thought, yeah, I haven't been here long enough and it's not the right timing. And then, you know, uh, a couple years of a uh, couple more years of Trump. And then what happened, like, you know, um, where McCarthy, uh, I mean, you know, after the election basically came on Fox News every night and, you know, was telling all these people that your votes were stolen. Um, you know, when you tell someone that their vote was stolen, which is like, your probably your greatest right as an American citizen to vote for someone that, that it was stolen. Yeah. You're going to be pretty pissed off. And, and a lot of people, you know, listen to guys like him and they, they, you know, we all know what happened on that day. And literally, uh, if it weren't for those brave cops, um, I don't know where our country would be right now. I, I'll tell you what, if it weren't for those brave cops and what they, and h- hold them back those people. And uh, I mean, those, who knows how close like someone like Nancy Pelosi or uh, even uh, Pence, how close they came to getting killed that day. So uh, if things would have went a little differently, Trump probably would still be president and you'd have guys like Kevin McCarthy that would still bow down to this guy and uh, no. allow, uh, you know, um, yeah, and, uh, at,
0: at that point, if it had happened, he would no longer be president. He'd be dictator.
1: dictator he would have Trump. just thrown yeah. the
0: constitution completely aside. Like, yeah. and how, I don't know how people do that. And with Kevin McCarthy, who I really never knew up until recently, and I've never met him personally, Yeah, but I do know he's lying and that he's a liar and, and we both know, as actors, just like you were trying to explain to your, the girl you're dating, when yeah. you see something, this person's an actor, you can tell when somebody is acting yeah. and he's, I, I don't understand how he and, and other people like him and the Jim Jordans of the world, uh, how they yours. can know the truth, but wrap everybody up in this gigantic lie that they just yeah. keep spinning and spinning and spinning. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand that. Yeah, well,
1: one of these days it's going to, that lie is going to come unwoven. And, uh, you know, I'm hoping that this January 6th commission that um, they put together subpoenas guy like guys like him and, uh, you know, and where they have to swear. And um, I'd love to know all the things that he he knows about, which I know is a lot. I mean, he he goes down to Mar-a-Lago every now and then and gets his orders from Trump and uh, you know, uh, he did show an ounce of bravery uh, a few days after January 6th, where he basically said that Trump should have, you know, intervened. Uh, and then I'm sure he, you know, went down to Mar-a-Lago, and and Trump said, "You you screwed up, my friend. You better change that whole story." And and he's yeah. changed it ever since. And you know, were those cops who wanted to meet with him, like that Michael Fanone. Uh, who was basically tased and had a, I think he had like two heart attacks uh, and almost died on that day. Um, you know, it took him months to finally get a meeting with McCarthy. Um, and then when he did finally get that meeting and he came out of it, he was like, this guy didn't listen to anything I had to say, you know? And uh,
0: yeah.
1: he, he basically turned his back on all of those cops that, that saved him. And yeah, saved they, all of them. So it's so disgraceful. It's so disgraceful. Yeah.
0: I f- I want to make clear for people who are, are, are listening. I am a skeptic. I wouldn't say I'm a conspiracy theorist, even though we know the government has lied to us. There are people yeah. who have lied to us, but I really believe in intelligent skepticism. If you have a question about something, search for the answer, talk to people who are experts and you yeah. can't just turn to YouTube and you can't just go to right. TikTok. Um, so I understand why anybody would have questions about especially like you said if someone says your vote has been stolen or the vaccine isn't good for you. Yeah. I understand you have questions. Right. But you have to find answers. You can't just yeah. blindly believe people. Yeah. So I don't know. I, it's a, it's a it's a tough subject for me because I when Obama was president, and I really loved Obama. I didn't pay attention to politics. I didn't feel right. like I had to, I guess. And then all of a sudden Trump got in the white house and I saw the constitution crumbling Yeah, and, and neighbors lying. And I just thought, okay, I'm, I'm paying attention now. And I don't, I don't like this.
1: Right now. I know it's uh it's a scary time, man. It's um, you know, Seth, I'll tell you, like, especially now what they're doing with voting rights and, uh, and with legislations who could basically like, take the vote away um i I really believe that in 2022 if the republicans take the house that they'll steal the presidency in 2024 so you know as as important as important as the last election was which was definitely the most important election of our lifetime because if joe biden didn't get into office our country would be forget about it, be over. Um, And I really think you know, um, the same thing could happen in, you know, two and a half years from now. Um, If, if the GOP uh, controls the house again, we're, we're in trouble. Have you thought about what your life
0: will look like if you do win the seat? Do you then move to DC or do you work in Bakersfield and travel?
1: Yeah. So, you know, um, I'd still have to be a resident, I guess, of uh, of this district. I'm sure I'd have to spend a lot of time in in uh, Washington. But, you know, unlike McCarthy, uh, what I've been saying is, you know, I'll meet with constituents in this district at least six times a year. Because to me, if you represent people and you're not and you're not willing to see them in person, at least six times a year, which is really nothing. This guy hasn't seen them in 12 years. Uh, So that would be a a big change in my life. But, um, you know, I I would love to get in there, Seth. You know, I I put up a billboard um, in Bakersfield about a month ago, uh, and it lists a lot of things, you know, because I, I think there's a lot of people that don't know how bad McCarthy is, that people that live in this district. And, you know, so I had to put up there that this guy voted against, the Violence Against Women Act. I mean, do you have a sister? Do you have a mother? This guy voted against the Violence Against yeah. Women Act. You know, he voted against, um, you know, helping people with rent, the American Rescue Plan, uh, COVID relief, everything this guy voted against. And these people are probably who got their $1,200 check and who got everything else. are probably like, oh, thank you. Thank you, Congressman McCarthy, who voted against it all, you yeah. know? Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to try to wake up some people, uh, here and let them know what this guy's all about. Cause I'm sure if, if, you know, if they watch Fox news every night and they're listening to conservative radio, uh, you know, they don't know what's really going on. They're just hearing one side of a story, which is basically a lie. Right. So That's
0: dangerous. It is. Um, just as a practical matter, cause I'm so curious, how did you afford to make a billboard? Like, I, I wanted to do that for my web series, and I was like, oh, hell no. I can't afford that. I'm going to put yeah. a sign on my car.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, I, I mean, you know, uh, so obviously, like, running for office, you have to uh, you have to put a team together, and you have to put, you know, you you have to raise money. It's just like, a, a, again, the one thing for me, which is probably the hardest thing I've had to do, um, and I, I don't like doing it is asking for money and, you know, to run a campaign, it costs a lot of money. This guy raises millions. Like I think already this, this, you know, in 2021, I think he's already raised over $20 million. So for me to try to compete with that, you know, that's going to be impossible. So I have to try to, you know, uh, with grassroots effort, raise enough money to, you know, I put a video, um, a launch video uh, that came out about a month and a half ago, um, uh, to try to raise money. And you know, those videos cost a lot of money to put together, and of course, billboards cost money. And but you know, so I have a I have a team of people that are, uh, you know, on board the campaign that are helping me do a lot of these things. You know, I, I need like a digital team that sends right. out emails and yeah, um. Yeah. um I was and, never like a Facebook person. Uh, so, you know, now I have to get back on Facebook and yeah. do that too. Yes, yeah, so I want to tell money, you, yeah.
0: I completely understand about the how hard it is to ask for money, especially yeah. when we're coming from an actor acting standpoint as a base. Yeah. Not only can I not do like um, Indiegogo or anything for any of my projects, I don't want to ask people for money. But we're asking people for jobs all the time, right? Yeah. We're saying, Would you see me for this? Would you the last thing you want to do is humble yourself even more and yeah. say, Can I ask for money? But like you said, this new thing you're getting into is an expensive field. And it I is. wonder, you know, not many people listen to my podcasts, but I think the ones that do are freaking <laughs> awesome. And most of them are in uh, entertainment somehow. I wonder if if I have any listeners who would be willing to help with this campaign, whether it's volunteer or help create digital, or if you know some people and you want to help save the planet, if we can get some people to to donate some money to your campaign, because I just think, I agree with you, it's an uphill battle. Yeah. And I agree with you, if it was about heart, integrity, and respect, that seat should be yours. Ah. Right now, it's about money. So, thanks, brother. Whatever we can do. How can anybody who's listening, who might want to help with the campaign, get involved?
1: Yeah. So, like I said, you know, if they go to BrunoForCongress.com, dot um, that website, uh, besides listing like all my issues and and uh, telling the story of me and uh, where I come from, and um, there's a, a volunteer section in there too. So, if uh, you know, as as I mean, we're a long way off from the election. I mean, um, when is so? It? But but. but you know, uh, money never hurts and people making phone calls and people, you know, on the ground. And, uh, there's a lot of, a lot of things people could do some, you know, postcards. I, like so many people, Seth, I, I gotta say like, uh, I can't tell you the, the amount of people from all over the country that have reached out because when you're running against a guy who I, you know, most people know is a very bad guy, you know, they reach out and they're like, Hey, Bruno, how can we help? You know? And, uh, and th- there's uh, there's so many different ways that people uh have reached out to me and have already helped me. So um, you know, I'm sure a lot more a lot more people will uh as the months go on. And uh yeah, it's uh it's gonna yeah. be uh an adventure. Yeah, it will be dude.
0: And I, I I wanna make this clear because I I think I already made it clear. I do not like him, at least what I know <laughs> about about him. But what what dude kevin mccarthy if you're listening whatever you're hurting from whatever has (laughs) honestly whatever has brought you to this point where you're trading your integrity for your seat god i i I wish you the power to heal it man because i want you to have a good life and i i just i just don't see you on this path
1: yeah he's uh his his life is really you know um becoming Speaker of the House. I mean, you know, I guess uh, when you get into politics and all you know is politics, you know, I guess you just keep wanting to move up the ladder and, and the ladder for him, the next step would be being Speaker of the House. So I'm sure he's going to lie and do whatever he can to make that happen. And uh, and I'm going to try to do whatever I can to make him spend, you know, the thing too, Seth, Seth he, he raises so much money that he doesn't really need it all to attack me like a lot of that money goes to other Republicans throughout the country because he's the you know he's the minority leader so he he spreads that money out like what I want to try to do is at the very least make him spend that money here to defend his own record and uh, maybe you know maybe that's less money going out to some other Republican in another state uh, that he would be helping out so you know it's all uh, it's a war man you know?
0: Yeah. Dude, um, my, my thoughts and energy is going to you winning this election, bringing your integrity to Congress. When is the election?
1: Yeah. So it's, uh, it's in November of 2022.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, Just over a, a year from now. Yeah.
1: So the primary will be in June of 2022. So, um, you know, right now, uh, besides myself running, uh, there's a woman who is a teacher. You know, uh, she's running, too, on the Democratic ticket. So it's not just me. I mean, uh, you know, I have to get through the primary, of course. And uh, but I I I, and I, don't I don't really know how that works, to be honest with you, either.
0: So it was the primary, the Democrats who were on the ticket go, you know, people vote on which one is is going to go further
1: well we'll, yeah exactly so uh so will you know if there's a primary if like if that person is still in the race you know sometimes like as the month months go on like someone realizes like you know what this guy or this woman has too big of a you know, support system, and I don't. And it, you know, it's a futile thing. And I'll just, I'll drop out and let this person. Go. And and sometimes, you know, you have the primary, and uh, and yeah, and uh, but the the difference is in California, it's uh, they call it jungle primary. So, um, if another Republican actually ran against McCarthy, like tried to primary him, and for some reason. They both got more votes total than the two Democrats. It would be those two, uh, you know, going against it. It's a it's a weird thing how uh, California does it, but uh, more than likely it'll be a Democrat versus versus McCarthy. And, uh, and I hope it's me versus McCarthy. And and, you know, Seth, you know, it's a long way off. I don't even know if this guy is going to be in office before the election, because I don't know what's going to come out during these uh, these hearings, you know, I mean, who knows what could come out. Yeah. And um, so I guess we're just going to have to wait and see yeah. how things I, go,
0: man. I hope it's the truth that comes out and yeah, that me we too. go where, wherever it leads and that yeah. the truth has consequences, man. Yeah. And yeah. if I'm wrong about Kevin McCarthy and if it turns out you're an angel and you've just been <laughs> like overshadowed by Trump and I've lumped you in, I apologize. I just don't see it so far.
1: Yeah, I don't either.
0: Uh, Has anyone from the entertainment industry reached out to you and talked to you? Like your, how does your agent feel about the fact that you're putting yourself in the political realm?
1: Well, yeah. So I, you know, my agent and manager both know that I'm running. Um, So far, like it hasn't interfered with my uh, acting career. I mean, I'm still going out and auditioning. Like I don't, I think if maybe I mean, you know, the entertainment industry, as you know, I think leans very liberal Democrats. So, I mean, maybe if I was running like, uh, um, I don't know if you know this, but like a couple of years ago, Antonio Sabato was yes. running as Republican, you know, and he said, hey, it would ruin my career and blah, blah, blah. And uh, so I would think like most people, I don't think it would hurt me. I mean, who knows? Like maybe as the election gets closer, people would be like, uh. Eh. Let's not call okay. in Bruno for anything. And, you know, th- that'll that kind of suck because, you know, I mean, more than anything uh, that I love is is doing what we do. You know, Absolutely. And, uh, I'm yes. sure you
0: would not be jumping into politics if you didn't feel you were in a state of emergency.
1: I get yeah. it. Yeah, it was one of the things that, like, made me... Um, that I really had a fight with, like, you know, this could really like screw me up as far as like my career, which is, uh, you know, being an actor. So, uh, so far so good. Um, Yeah. uh, But as far as like people reaching out, uh, I don't want to mention any names. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, But, but people have uh, reached out and um, uh, it's funny because I'm doing this interview with you today. And then I don't know if you know this guy, but like, being someone that does podcasts maybe you might but like I'm, I'm doing one tomorrow with uh with stuttering john i don't know if you remember him from like i, the stern I, show. I know the
0: name i didn't watch the stern show but i certainly know the name yeah, he's doing a podcast yeah. now
1: i did because i was uh i lived you know uh, when stern was doing his show from new york uh before he got onto to serious radio uh when he was uh at nbc and uh you know i'd listen to him all the time on the radio going to work and and this was like in the late nineties when, uh, stuttering John used to be on the show. And, and the funny thing is, is that he, uh, I think when he started his podcast, like two years ago, he, uh, he, his, his real name is John Melendez. And there's a Senator in New Jersey called Bob Menendez. So he called up the white house pretending to be Bob Menendez. And they actually this. patched his call through while he's doing his podcast to, Air Force One, and he had Trump on the line for like a half hour, bullshitting him, you know. So anyway.
0: Oh wow, dude! <laughs> yeah, 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 that's yeah. awesome. I I yeah. remember the story, but I didn't know that. Yeah, that, I didn't know yeah, the follow up to it. That's cool. Yeah, I I want to reassure everybody. You know, if you're a, a casting director who's listening from any region, Bruno is a fantastic actor and doing guest star work. So certainly you having him on for a few episodes of any of your shows is not going to interfere with his, (laughs) with his work until he wins
1: the seat. (laughs) Thank you, Seth. (laughs)
0: All right, homie. Is there anything that um, we didn't cover that you want to talk about?
1: Oh gosh, man. Uh, No, man. Just that. Like uh, I, I've I've, I've always thought the world of you, man. I I really think you're a great guy. And I, I just really enjoy like, I, you know, that we got like back in touch with each other. It made me like look back at some of the things uh, you've done with, with upset, which <laughs> I think is like the greatest, like n- thing to call, you know, thanks, I mean, when your name is in it, like how you came up with that. Uh, yeah. And, and just thanks. Thanks for having me, man. Oh, for being a friend.
0: I think you're special, man. When, when, when we go to these audition rooms, when they were in person yeah. and see people and everybody's so, uh, self-absorbed or trying to intimidate it was always you and Gary Krause. Oh, like Gary, just the nicest faces we could talk yeah. whenever. Just yeah, only, I just dig you, man. All right, dude, can you remind me one more time of what your um, website is for people who are interested?
1: Yeah, the the. So I'm on Twitter too. I'm I'm at uh, Bruno Amato underscore one on uh, Twitter, and then I'm uh, yeah, and my um, political website is. Bruno for F O R, Bruno for Congress.com.
0: Sweet. And what if somebody wants to see some of your your work? Can they, as an actor, can they see it on if they go to IMDb or do you have an acting website?
1: Yeah, I don't have an acting website, but you know what I got coming up, Seth, in November? I uh, I was lucky enough last year to go to Montana for like 40 days and work on a couple episodes of Yellowstone. Nice. So I got oh, that coming up. Yeah. What a
0: great show.
1: I know, and you know, it's funny. Like I, you know, playing a guy like I never thought I'd get on that show because it's just like you know I'm more of an East Coasty type of yeah. So it was kind of cool to be in a something that you know with horses and stuff. Yeah, dude, that's right. (laughs) And is
0: that is that John Pappasidera casting that? Yeah, yeah, good. He's a good dude, and he's he's. I just watched Suicide Squad and saw that he. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I know, right? Exactly.
0: This is the best podcast ever.